Helen Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, town menace of Brindlewood Bay, assistant director, possibly like main director, definitely writer, um, probably creative genius. Really excited. Come see Moose Murders. Hi, I'm Mary Stack, and I play Georgie Sullivan, born and raised Brindlewood Bayan and owner of the Nitwit Haven, and also new cat mom. I might be a little too focused on getting my kitten up to speed on the ins and outs of yarn store owning and murder solving. Hi, I'm Willa Wilson. I play Renette Bollinger. Currently wondering how much glitter I'm going to have to throw at this to make it not problematic. Is there enough glitter in the world to cure racism and um, all of this nonsense? I'm starting to doubt glitter. I'm starting to doubt glitter. Hi, I'm Jazz Isinger. I'm playing Doris Featherham. She may look old, but she can match make with the best of them. I'm Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast, and welcome to the first episode of Our Ladies of Safe Harbor. Written by Sean Patrick Kane, there are links to him and his itch store in the show notes. But what about moose murders? Well, let's find out. Okay, let's go. Well, the Moose Murder read-through was yesterday, and it felt like all the problems probably got solved then. Okay, maybe maybe none of them were really solved. We'll we'll get back to that, though. Today, the three of you are catching a 10 a.m. boat just a few miles downriver to the tiny island of Safe Harbor. The historic building, known as the Little Chapel of Safe Harbor, is nestled on this six-acre island and has been closed undergoing renovations for a few years now. A little while back, the three of you contributed to the fundraising effort that was spearheaded by the Historic Preservation Commission, and about a week or so ago, you each got an invitation from Abraham Castro, the president of that organization, to an exclusive thank you tour of the renovation prior to the very first public event, which is a wedding, of course. And that wedding will take place in two days. Now tourist season has begun! Overnight, traffic has doubled. Birdie, you finally found a parking spot, and now the three of you are walking a block to the Brindlewood Bay Harbor to look for your ride. I don't know how you all convinced me to to help at all with this. I really don't want to go. I'm just hoping that we get some some free food or like maybe our name on a plaque somewhere because this is really not worth me waking up this early. I mean, there's probably going to be something. I mean, you know, we... We donated a thing. We helped make a thing happen. I mean, they kind of have to do I mean, for us, right? I didn't really donate. It was more so that you guys, you, you kind of pushed me to donate. It I didn't a, want It was a group to. effort. Yeah. It was a group it effort. It doesn't, I mean, if you're fine with it, that's fine. I wasn't going to take the credit for it because that's really not my style. I mean, but... I'm just saying it's a fun thing that we could all do together, you know? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right, because we do that. We do. We do sometimes do that. Yeah, we do books together. We do, we do murder solving, and apparently mm-hmm. we do um, renovating a little island thingy for free stuff. Yeah. Right, and that's a, that's a friendship thing that people do. That makes complete sense, and I totally know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And as the three of you approach the harbor, there was something about that conversation that maybe settles in the back of your minds. Did the three of you really contribute enough to this project to warrant personal invitations to a private showing? That's interesting. As you turn into the harbor, there are people all over the place. There are definitely tourists that don't know how to run their boats, that are trying to run boats. But down towards the end, you can see Wari's boat. There's someone there helping to load some cargo onto that boat. And it looks like there's someone else there, maybe waiting for her turn to get on or just waiting for permission. Wari notices. She whistles very loudly at the three of you and waves like, yes, this is your boat and goes back to loading. And you notice this other woman who is seemingly patiently, maybe not patiently, waiting. Who do they see, Doris? Doris Featherham is dressed in farm wife flannel, if she was a farm wife. Uh, you don't see a ring, but she has um, short, cropped white hair. She looks probably about your age. So you get a little closer and you see there's maybe a little more crow's feet, a little more wrinkles. But she she gives off a good air. Uh, she is patiently observing. And you can see maybe some calculations happening behind those eyes that are watching all of the people around. And she spots your little group. I mean, I'm just saying it was like $12 or something. I'm pretty sure it was like only $12 because... I, I I did ha- I still had enough to get my my usual stone on like the day of and I kind of like set that money aside usually. So yeah, now that I'm really thinking about it, I actually I actually just dropped some some cash into like a collection box. I do not know how they got my information. Right, exactly. It was like twelve dollars, you know, and I thought I was like doing a good thing, yeah. you know. But weird. I don't know how they tracked me down after that. It's so really probably, weird. It's probably, probably fine. Decided. Yeah, it's probably, I don't it's fine. probably hey, fine. who's that person over there? <laughs> Hi. Can, uh, can I help uh, you? Hello? Can I uh, help yes. you, ma'am? Are you going to the island? Unfortunately. I mean, we're oh, all good. on island. I think it's good. different islands. Different islands, yeah. Oh, you're all going to different islands. No, we're... That doesn't know, make any sense. I mean, sense. We're, cur- we're currently on an island... Um, but we're also going to a different island because there's a lot of islands. So just saying uh-huh. the island doesn't really specify. But yes, we're going to probably the island. We're all getting on this boat going to the oh, this island, boat. presumably, right? Presumably. Are you on this boat also? Well, I think I am. Is this also your ride? I mean, you seem Well, I think confused. it must be. You should probably stick I'm certainly- with us. I'm certainly not here with any tourists. Definitely not. No, 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 no. Not tourists. I understand. Yeah, they can be Mm -hmm. rabid. My family has has been here before and has been here for a while. I myself am not from here, but but I'm certainly not a tourist. Where are you from then? Oh, it's I'm from flyover country. Uh, if I were to tell you where it was, you probably couldn't even find it on a map. So we'll just go with somewhere to the west of here. Interesting. You know, I did, um, this was years ago, um, we did um, 
a Wild Wild West tour. It was a bunch of Oscar Wilde plays touring around the Western United States. So we went to all sorts of uh, all sorts of things. I was there. I was there. I had costumer. So I was on the road with him a lot. I may have. Who knows? I may have passed through wherever it is. This mysterious. Not that far west. I mean, you know, I've I've toured with a lot of bands. I mean, not like in the bands, but uh, you know, just accompanying them on some of their You've tours. You've toured a lot of bands. I've. That's a strong word. I I would say I'm just a very passionate groupie for a couple bands here and there. That being said, um, I've also been like a lot of places. So it's it's very possible because there are a lot of bands that they choose like a little flyover spot. And, you know, I'm if you if you said exactly where you were, I'm sure we would know what you were talking about. There's this little place off of I-69. It's called Fair Oaks. Can I roll to see if I know what the fuck that is? <laughs> Sure. Just for funsies. All right. What do I add? Reason? Sure. Okay. That's an eight. It rings a bell. You know what? That rings a bell. Do you remember the musical The Music Man? I am quite familiar. Yeah. And how he was from Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Yeah. And if you go south from Indiana, Gary, Indiana, mm-hmm. and you go down, down into the, the capital of the state, somewhere along the way, you pass through Fair Oaks. So it's it's possible. It's possible you may have been through there. Uh, I'm from a little town that is not Fair Oaks. Oh. But that is the largest near town. Uh, Fair, Fair Oaks has twice as many people as the town that I'm from. But that's that's the biggest area around there so you might say i'm i'm from the middle of nowhere that's fine yeah that nice. totally sounds familiar yeah, i'm i'm positive i must have gone through there i i don't want to roll for it um Bernie's <laughs> just a liar um yeah that sounds super familiar what what was your name again did you did you say because we we kind of know like pretty much everyone here so it would be weird if we didn't know you Oh, I'm I'm Doris. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm with the Featherham clan and uh, we're the ones having the wedding in a couple of days. And I'm I'm here to make sure that everything goes smoothly. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Well, welcome. I guess welcome back. I guess if your family's from here, but you, you've got connections, I'm sure. Uh, I'm Renette. Uh, this here is Georgie and Bertie. Lovely to meet you. You as well. So lovely to meet you, ladies. We'll certainly have a, a, a smooth ride and a, a great wedding uh, and safe harbor. I'm sure absolutely so nothing will go wrong. Of course not. At that point, Hank comes off of the boat, uh, stoops to pick up the last box that was here on the dock and says, Hey there, ladies. Uh, just, just let me get this last one out of your way. And then I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of room for you. I think you're the only passengers on out there now. Mostly this is just a cargo trip, I think. That's what Wari said. Anyway, hey, that's uh, that's some play we're working on, huh? Whew. Life in the theater. It's it's not always going to be that. It's we're, you know, we're, what? we're workshopping some new it. things. We don't, I don't no, want to talk about it right for- now. <laughs> Honestly, we finally have a day off and yeah. and you want to bring all this up right now? Seriously. Get it together, Hank. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. I thought um I'm just keep it in was, the theater. 
Okay, oh, sorry, sorry. And he turns, hangs his head a little bit, and carries that last box on the boat. I'm not going to apologize, she says to everyone else. That was very rude, Bertie. Um, okay. And who are you again? This is Doris. She just said her name is Doris. I, I can't even remember. It's so unimportant. Hmm. You don't I'll get to apologize you. for me. No, I'm going to apologize in general. I mean, okay, go off, I guess. So Hank and Wari <laughs> come down to the gangplank. And Hank just sort of like keeps his high eyes averted as he passes your group and kind of leaves rather quickly. Hank. Hank, darling. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that you had to experience such such a terrible... You were just trying to make small talk, and and uh, that was just so rude. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I... Sh- no, no, Miss Birdie's probably right. I should, um... I need to, uh... You know, I'm trying to get over my band breaking up, and I'm just, I'm just trying to find something else to get excited about, but she's right. I probably... I should probably, uh... Not get too excited. How do you you feel about matchmaking? Because there's always more room in that field. I could teach you the ropes. I've, uh, I guess I've, you know, I've never really been lucky in love. Music is my love, really. Yes. Mm, Understand. All right. I will keep that in mind. Okay. He looks a little confused. And Wari clears her throat. Everybody on. We have to go. We have to go before those uh, before those clouds get here. And you all look up and see that over on the Canadian side of the river, there does seem to be a pretty heavy bank of dark clouds sort of coming your way. And Wari says, no problem. It's only, it's only about 26 knots or so downstream, so we'll be fine. Hank? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. You did good work yesterday or whatever. I've just, I've got a lot on my plate as an assistant director and I recognize that I took it out on you. I'm trying to be better. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh. Okay, no, go away. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a few minutes later, the four of you are on the boat. Wari has cast off and she says it should only be about 15 minutes or so. Just, uh, just downstream a little bit. We're going to beat that storm. Yeah, 27 knots. Uh, is yeah. what, what you said. Yeah. Yep. I thought it was 26. It's, oh. it's all right. If you're not, if you're not boat people, I, I, I got I, it. Uh, I'm not, not a boat person. That's really I mean, presumptuous. I, I mean, I've, I've done costuming for some cruises before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. She probably doesn't really keep talking much, but you can see that there are a lot of boats out that are starting to, get off of the river with this impending wind. It's just starting to make the boat rock a little bit. See the clouds coming in. Yeah, it looks like rain coming in pretty soon. But Wari doesn't seem concerned. She hits the throttle. I feel like Georgie fully believes, like, she is a boat person. She grew up on Brindlewood Bay. I think she fully believes that they'll get there, but is like, I think we're going to be stuck on that island for a little bit. It's probably fine. I'm I'm sure it's... um normal on this tour that we definitely deserve to be on i mean it was like 12 whole dollars are the four of you sort of together on this on this boat or have you 
Is it is it like a small boat? It's or is very... it like everybody gets personal space kind of a boat? <laughs> it is, you know, when you had that strange Christmas dream, that was Wari's boat. So there is the downstairs that is closed in. There is out back with the spiral staircase. And then there is a deck up on top. And then a little captain's nest where Wari is, though the door is open. She's got the windows open so she can call down if she needs to say anything to you. I don't like strangers, so um, I'm probably steering clear of Doris. Doris is also steering clear of Birdie. Ooh. Enemies to lovers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Renette's interested in getting to know this, this new person. Renette will sidle up to Doris if she looks like she's up for some company. Doris is contemplative looking over the side of the boat. Uh, she doesn't look unfriendly. She yeah. certainly looks open to conversation. Yeah, yeah, rivers, am I right? This river in particular has a history about it. And I'm trying to remember from when I was a small girl here visiting my relatives. You, My nephew, well, not my... He's like my third cousin's nephew, but he's my nephew. He's the one getting married. And, and we would come here on summers and, and come experience the bay. And I'm just remembering those fond memories here in the Brindlewood Bay area. That's real nice. Have you always been here, Renette? No, I... Is um, your family a founding family? Uh, no, not not here. No, uh, I uh, I grew up mostly in Rochester, but then I, I've been all over, you know... I was in New York for a while, L.A. for a while, touring around the country, uh, Toronto for a little bit. Um, but, you know, just wherever, wherever my jobs take me, doing what I can. But I'm mm. retired now, and I think this is a wonderful place to be. It's certainly a wonderful place to host a wedding, isn't it? Yeah, so picturesque. I think so. It's, it's mm. real lovely here. Georgie, where are you during the boat ride? I think as support director... I have followed um, Birdie. Well, it sounds like um, Doris and Renette are up top looking over at the river. So maybe the two of you are downstairs. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's private down here. There's uh, probably no one can hear you talk. Though, um, Birdie, you do notice that out of the top of Georgie's knitting bag, there is a little face that keeps popping out. What did you bring with you? What I is that? I brought Pearl. I brought her. Right. The, how is she going to learn how we interact with the world? And like, she just needs to learn everything. And so I just have to bring her. If I've learned anything mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. we seem to stumble onto trouble and I just need her to, you know, learn. You, you want her to learn how to get into trouble. Well, get out of trouble. Suss out trouble. By putting her in clues. trouble. Interesting. Yeah, just, you know, just uh, seems to be how we operate. I don't know if Birdie is super familiar with pets. She traveled for a really long time. I don't think she had pets growing up. And I, I think she might just be like a little weirded out in the same way that she's weirded out with babies. She's like, how do I, do I go, do I go at it from the, the from the top or do I like hand just out just hold your hand out and you can let uh -huh. Pearl, she'll sniff you a little bit and then you okay. can scratch her little face. And she's not going to bite me? No. All right. I'll, I try and pet the cat. How does it go? 
What is Pearl's disposition? I think curious is one of her main character traits, but she's also a little snuggle bug. So she's probably like extending her little face and body to like get closer to you. And then once you pet her, she'll like purr loudly and rub on you. She's really soft and small. You should feed her more. That doesn't seem normal. (laughs) She's too small. She's a baby. She's just a little baby. She's she'll get bigger. She's making the motor noise. <laughs> yep, that means she's happy. Cool. That's fine. I knew she would be. That's totally normal. Pets love me. Yep, she totally loves you. You must you must be a cat person. Bernie turns away and wipes a tear from her <laughs> eyes. <laughs> this is normal, and obviously we're best friends because she gets it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just gonna keep petting the cat and don't say anything i was gonna bitch about doris but now she's she's content sam the support director (laughs) your emotional support director up on deck renette and doris you can see that you are coming closer to the little island of safe harbor uh you can see that pretty much all of the boats have cleared there's maybe one or two still out some maybe tourists that don't know that they should get out of the river when there's a big storm coming but you can see the the uh, the dock for the island starting to come into view. It looks like there is a big boat that is uh, that is tied there. And as you start to get a little closer, you can make out the sign on the side of the boat says Dickie's Romantic Cruises. And there's somebody inside and then there's somebody else on the dock that seems to be pacing very quickly. The wind has been picking up. You can definitely feel... Whatever the two of you had envisioned for your hair today is becoming a little more challenging as, uh, as this river air whips all around you. Maybe that was a little drop of rain. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe there was a little drop of rain. Yeah, that was probably a drop of rain. Okay, so it's coming. It's coming. And it looks like Wari is repositioning the boat. It is starting to pull up. And the guy who is on Dickie's Romantic Cruises jumps off of his boat and starts to help tie you up, tie up your boat, as it comes to the dock and locks itself into place. I would like to just real quick um, take out of my bag my overblazer, because I know that it's about to rain. It's a blazer that I'll put over my blazer. Um, It is uh, see-through plastic, like a raincoat, but it will protect my blazer. But you can also see my really cool stylish outfit Move blazer underneath it. And Wari says to the two of you, getting off here. And starts to rush downstairs to help tie up the boat. And you can see that the other person that had been pacing along the dock, you probably recognize her. This is Sister Jeffries. She is in her full, uh, not her formal nun regalia, but she dresses like she dresses in black and white. And Wari opens up the door for Bertie and Georgie, pulling the plank onto the deck. And Wari jumps off pretty quickly and starts to have a conversation with the others outside. Are you all disembarking quickly? Do you have any other business here on the boat? I think I'll go ahead and disembark, get onto solid land as quick as I can. I have no other you, business on the boat, so I'll just... You brought an umbrella, right? You, you're not going to get that cat wet. Always prepared. Good. I'm just making sure that you weren't, you know, you, you weren't forgetting anything. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're taking. Don't the appreciate anything. I'm, I'm not saying anything at all. 
Doris gets off the boat uh, and you can see her land legs kind of adjust a little bit. She kneels down, um, scratches at the grass a little bit, gets a little bit of dirt, kind of rubs it between her fingers, gives it a little sniff, nods approvingly, kind of dusts off her hands to get the dirt. She doesn't get all of it, but that's okay. And she's ready to go. And as the four of you are sort of gathering your land legs and getting ready, you can hear the conversation between Sister Jeffries, Wari, and Dickie Jr. And you can see now that you're this close that Sister Jeffries is uh, a little bit flushed, maybe a little bit panicked. Her, her eyes are a little wide. But Dickie's voice is the first one that's clear. And he says, I called them and they said, uh, they said not to leave. They said to keep everyone on the island. And Sister Jeffries says, but how long did they say when they would be here? And Dickie Jr. says, uh, they said they were looking for a boat. They couldn't find the police boat, that someone took it out and nobody knows where it is. So it might take them a little bit, but we should stay here. And Sister Jeffries turns to the four of you and says, I am so sorry. And then she pauses and looks a little confused. It looks like we're here until the police boat arrives, but that's okay. We'll just, um... No, you, you actually do have to, you need to express a little bit more about why. Why is there a police boat coming? And Sister Jeffries looks like she's trying to calm herself. She looks like she's very red around the eyes. And she says, um... Brother Benjamin had an accident and is now in a better place. So... Oh my God, we never get a day off, do we? I'm sorry? Okay, that was a little bit in... Okay, Bert, Bert, she's she's grieving. Birdie, you good? I'm grieving. It's fine. We're very sorry to hear about Brother Benjamin. Thank you. Um, I guess um, the three of you are here. She looks to worry. She looks back to the, the three of you and then... Right, Taurus, Taurus, I knew Taurus. Okay, you're here to help move the supplies? Wari says, no, no, I'm, I'm doing that. Maybe, maybe Dickie here will help, but uh, I don't know why they're here. I was told to bring them. We were told we got an exclusive tour of the renovated island venues or something. Really? I don't know. It seemed a little sketch to me, but, you know, I figured it would be cool. Who, in, if you don't mind me asking, who invited you? Abraham, Abraham Castro. Oh. Castro. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, he's up. Yeah, he's up near the chapel. I, um... I didn't know you were coming, but that's that's fine. That's fine. I can show you the way if you like. I can find him. Sure. But also, I just want to like reiterate that uh, we do often uh, assist the police with um, investigation as well as, um, you know, understanding what things happen and why. Yeah, we're kind of the official, unofficial um, detective uh, consultant. Consultants crew. is, is yeah. the word that Consulting we usually detective use. Detective crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think our, our instructions now are just to sort of stay out of the way. This was a horrible accident, it looks like, so I don't know. We just need to keep everything the way it is, and uh, and everything should be fine. Yeah, and investigate, gather clues, all that. Yeah, I get that. No, I, I don't. Yeah. They, no, not investigate. Just I pull out stay. my phone, mm-hmm. um, and I text Fern. I say, uh, island emoji, skull emoji, question mark, and then three grandma faces. And then I hit send. <laughs> And then I hit another question mark. No immediate response. Fern says we can look. We're excellent at gathering clues and solving mysteries and staying out of the way. Yeah, we've we've kind of closed the cases on the last several murders that have. That's been. A, is it 
it weird how many murders? Never mind. It's fine. It's a uh, little we weird. Let's the case not focus on a lot on of that. murders. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's probably fine. <laughs> oh, then. Also, I'm sorry for your loss. It's the right time to say that. I, I assumed you well said done, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done, Birdie. Yes, we're very sorry for your loss. Uh, sister, are you the the hugging sort, the handshake sort, or the high five sort? I mean, high five is not appropriate in this instance, <laughs> but I would like to to express my condolences. I don't I don't necessarily need any physical contact right now. I just need to s- thank you. Thank you for asking. Uh, you're welcome. Doris puts two, her two hands together and does a little bow and goes, Namaste. Yeah. Nobody told me it could be a high five thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, high five condolences? I just hey, I mean, the people involved. We don't know the relationship. Sim- what if, what if high Brother five? Benjamin loved to high five? What better yeah. way to honor, honor his, his memory, memory than to high five? <laughs> Sister Jeffries is guiding the four of you up the hill uh, towards the chapel and she does sort of move closer to Doris and say, it's Doris Feather Featherham, right? Yes, Featherham, of, of the Brenda Woodbay Featherhams. I was told you were coming to, to confirm some of the last minute changes and to make sure that everything was going well. Changes? Uh, well, changes. I think that's not... Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. Yes. Yeah. And she sort of leans in. I didn't. I didn't know they were coming. Are they with you? No, they were waiting at the boat. Okay. Well, well, they said something about Abraham. I suppose I just. I am not in the loop with some of this communication. Neither That's am fine. I with these changes. Ah, well, that would be Olivia. You would need to talk to Olivia uh, about the Olivia. catering. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She's she's right up here, and Wari and. Dickie Jr. are still down on the dock, but as the rest of you sort of rise up this little hill, this little slope, you can see a very cute white chapel uh, centered at the top of this island with a very uh, immaculately maintained uh, lawn with some gardens and some flowers over to the side. And then there is a large tent, a large wedding tent that looks like it's been erected on the middle of this lawn. And although the flaps are down, you can start to smell something that smells pretty good. Uh, maybe there's some roasted vegetables. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a fish. Maybe there's a something coming from inside the tent. Sister Jeffries guides you past the tent. And you can, of course, interrupt me at any time if you have anything else you want to do. But she'll guide you past the tent towards the chapel. And so, you know, I want to look in the tent. Sure. Do you just, do you just go off and yeah. do that? Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. In lockstep with Birdie is Doris. Oh, perfect. Good. I yeah, think we're like this pairing. Oh, oh you. This will go fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Georgie and I are just watching. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Aren't you curious? I am ve- curious is the right word. It's the right word. Not nosy. Curious. Oh, never nosy. No, no, no. I'm never oh, no. nosy. Only curious. Oh, me neither. So you. Pull back this uh, this doorway flap on the tent. It is huge. It is a, a ton of space in here. There are tables and chairs. It looks like they haven't been fully set, but they've been they have arrived, and they're in the process of being set up. And over on one side is the food station, and there is a woman who might be in her mid thirties, sort of moving about, tending to the food. Looks like she's just started 
uh, started this process of heating things up and of cooking. You can see some tattoos on her forearms. She's got a red, white, and blue bandana. And she sort of looks up quizzically as Doris and Bertie poke their heads in. And then she looks down and goes back to moving things around. So nothing interesting. It smells really good in here. Can I see the food that's being made? Is there a grill? Like what's... It's it's it one pairing. Yeah, it's one of those stations that you see at weddings where there are big silver trays, big tin trays and the heat underneath them. So it looks like this woman is sort of tending to that and getting things set up. She's preparing what looks like a pretty small meal. Like this is definitely not like a wedding meal. There's a lot of space to expand the service, but this is it for today. Interesting. 2 days before the wedding. Is this an appropriate time to meddle? It's always an appropriate time to meddle. Uh, what I would, would like you... to roll to meddle. Certainly. I'm go be nosy and uh, poke my nose around all of these wonderful dishes. Oh, so up to the food, up to where all the food is. What is the ability that you are using with your meddle? So I'll roll with presents. Mm-hmm. That's only a five. Doris has smelled all of these lovely foods and she decides that she must go inspect them all. So she strides in and goes and starts lifting all of the lids and stirring things around. And she's not tasting anything, but she's definitely giving it the good smell rounder. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this supposed to be this color? Oh, I'm sorry. I've stirred in all the parsley. You might have to put more on top. It needed more anyway. And should those desserts be chilled? Bertie, are you interacting with this at all? No, I think this is hilarious. I'm watching it happen. Well, what you see is that as Doris starts to add ingredients to some of these dishes, maybe she was paying attention to the desserts when she should have been paying attention to the hot metal in front of her. Because it seems like instead of using that cloth to pick up the hot lid, she went right with her hand and came away with a condition which is burned finger, which probably results in a yelp and a clattering of this lid as it bounces off the table and hits the ground. Oh, dear, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll just, I'll come back later when it's ready. Yeah, is there like an ice bucket or anything around here? So this woman kind of ignores you, Doris, and this this exclamation of pain that you just uh, emitted and grabs for the lid and says, okay, uh, lunch is not ready. If, if it's all right, I would like you both to go. I, I'm still setting everything up, and now it looks like I'm going to have to throw this away and start again, because that is way too much parsley. That's all right. I have, I have enough. I have enough. I would really appreciate being left alone right now. Could both of you go? Um, I didn't do anything. She looks at you and says, you're both here doing this together, and we're just not ready. We're not ready for people to be seated. I'm not so doing anything go? together with anyone, actually. That's very presumptuous of you. Now, will you answer my question? Do you have any water bottles? I don't have any water for you. Now, will you go? Do I see any water bottles around here? Uh, there's a cooler behind. It looks like all the way towards the back. Okay. I'd like to try and sneak one while she's distracted by Doris. Doris has her finger in her mouth and she's trying to like talk around it. it it's very unintelligible. 
um, as she's clearly trying to cool down her burnt finger, but also making a big fuss about the fact that she doesn't think she would have been invited to this lunch. Okay. So I'll roll day move while that's distracting. Sounds like a day move. So what is the worst thing that could happen if this goes wrong? I'm reaching for it. I fail to reach for the water bottle and I instead also burn my finger. (laughs) I like it. Um, And I'm trying to be like speedy about it. So maybe vitality, just trying to like get it done real quick. Yeah. Use my muscle. Yeah. Vitality works for me. Okay. (laughs) That is a four. So from outside the tent, Georgie and Renette, you're standing there wondering uh, about this pairing and hoping that it is as amusing as you anticipate it being. There are some raised voices and then suddenly a huge clatter as though a table was knocked over and a whole bunch of stuff sprawled and crashed all over the ground. That was 47 seconds for me. What did you get, Georgie? Yep, about the same. Do you think we should go check on them? I'll give it a minute. (laughs) All right. Shit, shit, fuck, ow, shit. Yeah. Let's go on in. All right, yeah, that was a lot of expletives. Are you okay, Birdie? Birdie, do you need a hug? Do you need a high five? No, oh God, I don't need a hug. I promise you, I don't need a hug. I was just, I'm. these water bottles were in the way and then there was the hot and it, you know what? Actually, I could sue for this. You should be careful where you, there should be signs around here with all of the hot food. Um, I still try to take a water bottle as we're going. This is my compensation and we're going to be getting out of here. Goodbye. Bertie and Doris, what do Renette and Georgie see when they enter the tent? Doris is trying really hard to play distraction because she knew that Bertie was, she's got to get on Bertie's good side at some point. And so she was gesturing wildly with her burnt finger and managed to catch one of the chafing dishes and it just dominoed down the line. So there's food everywhere. Um, the steno burners, um, one of them is trying to catch one of the tablecloths on fire. It's uh, a royal mess. And I think one of the things that flies off of the table probably like gets somehow lodged perfectly under Birdie's foot or like hits her in the knee or something to just like to just make her stumble just enough in order to try and catch herself and also burn herself on something very, very hot that's happening. She yelps. She's starting to like wave her hand off. Um and because of that, I think that she knocks quite a few other things on the other table. That being said, she is going to still try and swipe a water bottle. She's not thinking about it, though, because the water bottles are all in like a tower. And so she pulls from the bottle and uh, from the bottom and it just kind of like Jenga's down. Go, 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 go. Well, this this woman who was in charge of the meal is standing here stunned watching everything collapse and everything that she did become completely inedible. And people are walking on her food. Things are being knocked over. The tablecloth is definitely on fire. And she screams and full-on kicks one of these, uh, these metal trays super hard. And it collides with the side of the tent leaving a giant food smear on it that may not come out by the wedding, 
And so, Renette and Georgie, uh, what are what are you two doing as you as you see this? Is there a fire extinguisher anywhere in this tent? Uh, it looks like everything was still in the process of being set up. So there are boxes of things, but there is not an obvious fire extinguisher. Fun. Okay. Is there like, I don't know, a, a bucket of dirt or something that I could use to suffocate the fire? <laughs> you know, actually, as you look around for that, it looks like right next to the edge of the tent, there's a sandbag. Okay. Okay. Um, if half of my crew was going to come in and ruin everything, then my half of the crew was going to come in and fix it. So let's try to put out this fire. Sure. Georgie, you see Renette grab for the sandbag. Do you have a plan? I um, I think I'm just going to follow suit. I'm trying to help Renette. Protect Pearl. Yeah. No matter what you do, protect Pearl. Get me down in the bag. Renette, it sounds like you would also want to roll the day move because this is a heavy sandbag. You could throw your back out. Yeah, I've got a bad back. Um, what, is, what is the worst that could happen if this thing with the sandbag doesn't go well? Well, I don't manage to lift the sandbag um, and the fire continues to spread. And also I hurt my back. Ow. All right. Is this, this sounds like vitality. I think it is. So that's a plus zero for Renette. Okay. That's a, that's a seven total. That's a seven. Yeah. You get this sandbag up. It looks like <gasps> things are going well. Georgie, are you helping? Yes. Renette and Georgie, you've got this sandbag. You're bringing it over towards the the tablecloth that is on fire. Doris and Bertie, are you just running away? Doris um, is looking at the food smear and goes, we could put the podium there. Bertie is, is, uh, has already uncapped the water bottle and is pouring it onto her, uh, her burn. Um, and she's like, get over here. And she pours some of the water on, on Doris's burn as well. Um, just trying to assist in it because she's like, oh, no, no. Renette has it handled. It's fine. Oh, yes, that does. Oh, that feels very nice. Thank you. I'm saying we we could put the podium in front of that smear of mac and cheese and crab. Honestly, I didn't love the eggshell. So, like, it's kind of almost an improvement. I didn't love the eggshell color of the tent. You're right. You're right. It's artistic. I really, I do think, yeah, exactly. We can, we can make it work. We just, we just need to get a little bit of dye and paints and then we just kind of make it more tie dye, maybe. Just colorful, you know? You don't want a to be mural. bland. <gasps> mural. There we go. That's not going to take any Wonderful time at all. Idea. We can do that in two days. We can have someone do that in two days. Would you like to uh, oversee the mural? No. No? A management isn't your style? Oh, no, management is fine. Um, it's just not my problem. I'm just throwing things out here as a creative. Oh. Um, because, I, you know, I, I actually do have a lot going on right now being an assistant director. Understand. I understand. Well, I'm sure I can figure out something. I mean, I could yell at somebody. I'm just not going to oversee anything. Renette and Georgie, you have successfully got the sandbag over to the fire. It looks like you can get this open. Uh, describe to me what you're what you're doing here. What your plan is to get this extinguished? Um, well, I uh, I take out my uh, my antique leather working tools. I take out my awl. I stab it into the sandbag. Draw it right down all the way across, so the sand is spilling out. 
um, to, to stifle the fire. And then I, I, I do a little trick with my oil and put it right back in its little holster. <laughs> Georgie, are you assisting? Like to what, to what extent are you assisting here? It seems like she'd be helping hold the bag steady. So it's like the sand is spilling like where it needs to go to <laughs> put out the fire. Yeah. So Georgie, Renette is focusing on this sand and getting it pouring out. And it sounds like you're the one who has a moment, uh, the least occupied out of everybody here. <laughs> and you hear what sounds like a large gust of wind. And it kind of, you look around, you can see the sides of the tent starting to waver, starting to rumble. You look back to where Renette grabbed the sandbag and you realize that it was there to help hold the tent down in case of wind. Mm-hmm. So you have a choice of either trying to hold the tent down so that it doesn't blow away. Hey, this is the complication for rolling a seven. So you could probably do something to keep the tent stable, or you could stay here and continue to assist Renette. Of course, if you ran very fast, that might disturb Pearl somehow. Okay, I don't want the tent to fly away because that might be really bad in terms of spreading fire all over the island. So I'm going to, can I, what if I set down my knitting bag with Pearl in it and I, then I run to hold down the tent? That also sounds like a day move. Okay. Describe how you're doing this and then roll something. So I guess I was hold, helping to hold the sandbag steady, which now I'm no longer doing. I've just let I've let go of the sandbag, slid my knitting bag to the ground to leave Pearl there. And then I'm just kind of like dash forward and like slide. Like if I spread my body out, maybe I'll hit get to the edge of the tent more quickly. <laughs> you might. Yeah. Which uh, sounds like it would be plus vitality. Yeah. Which is I have no modifiers for that. <laughs> I think the worst that could happen God, I mean, there are so many things that could go horribly, horribly wrong. Um, I lose my balance. And as I'm trying to gracefully slide to grab the edge of the tent and hold it down, I instead, like, twist a limb, like, hurt my elbow or sprain a leg or something. You know, Georgie and her sprains. <laughs> yeah, I think there's, I think that might happen. I think that... Renette may be thrown off balance by suddenly holding up the sandbag all by herself. I think that maybe you don't set the bag down as carefully and securely as you want. That sounds great. Go ahead and roll. Okay. Eight. You successfully shift all the weight of the sandbag to Renette and she does not hurt her back. Uh, you set the knitting bag down and you rush and you slide and you grab the edge of the tent and everybody watches Georgie do this pretty fantastic athletic maneuver, catches everybody's attention and she grabs the tent and you all see that if she had not just done that, it would have upturned this whole tent because that was a pretty strong gust of wind that just hit the tent. Yeah. I mean, Georgie was a cheerleader in her youth. <laughs> Yeah. Acrobatics, y'all. <laughs> you learn more things about Georgie every day. Every day. Love it. Love it. Georgie, you're on the ground. Renette, looks like you've got this, 
this fire pretty much out. Birdie and Doris, you're pouring water on your hands. It looks like this lady is getting ready to kick another uh, tin of food towards another side of the tent. She looks furious. She looks irrationally furious. Just getting flashbacks to the snowdrop um, and how how that went with um, someone in being in their kitchen space. Um, yeah, don't get in don't get in someone's kitchen space. It's it's not going to end well. Maybe we should go. Um, Birdie, nope, that's me. I'm so nervous. Um, Renette, Georgie, um, Dorsey, let's let's go. We should go. That sounds probably smart. Renette, I think we should all go. Uh, the, the the tent is about ready to fly away in this storm, wouldn't you say? And she turns to the caterer. It's time we all go. Yeah, Renette is going to try to reach out to the caterer, not not physically, like through conversation. <laughs> high five. You're going to no. give her a high five? Yeah. <laughs> nope, bad idea. No, Renette's just going to be like, hey, so this is a really rough situation, and I'm sorry that events have conglomerated such as such that we are in this situation. How? Ha- ha- how, how you doing? Can can I help? She has fire in her eyes. Is and it actual fire? Is she on fire? Does she need to stop, drop, and roll? There is a moment where the two of you lock eyes, and it looks like there is actual fire in her eyes for just a moment there. And then you realize, no, no, she's just very mad with everyone right now. Fair. And understandable. Yeah. You, you do get the sense that if you pry... She seems like she might come unhinged, maybe physically, okay. if people try to get too much in her business right now. Okay, then I'm just going to back off a little bit and say, um, all right, um, I see you need your space. Again, very sorry about this situation, um, how it has transpired and how it has led to this situation right here in which you were quite upset. I'm going to go. I hope you feel better. Can I offer you a 20% off discount to my Etsy shop? She reaches down and picks up the lid for one of these food containers. And all of you get the impression that she's going to throw it at one of you. Perhaps Renette because she's the closest. I, I tuck my little uh, my little business card with the coupon code on it probably into a pile of ash or something like just just if, if you're interested and then I book it out of the tent as you start to run away you almost bump into Dickie Jr. who is pulling in a cartload of Wari's boxes everybody can run right past him because it's a pretty wide entrance if you just run through the flap hey Dickie uh Dickie J um you might want to give her some space what holy crap warning. what yeah. the oh my god what's mm-hmm. what the yeah i know right he kind of moves to the right he kind of moves to the left kind of moves to the right he's trying to decide what he should deal with first and then behind him comes wari holding a few more boxes mm-hmm. are all of you is, is the priority get out of here so you're just gonna push past everybody to get out or i mean it Renette, helps. it's gonna rain soon so the fire will go out I already put out the fire because I'm a helpful person, sort of. I was trying to be. I, yeah. I would but like as to leave we, this as, as, <laughs> yeah. I would like to grab my cat and leave. 
Grab that cat. Protect the kitty. Protect the kitty. Protect Pearl. But yeah, Renette is getting out of there, but she is warning those who are who are on the path toward the chaos to maybe give it a minute. Yeah. So um so Dickie Jr. and Wari are in there. The four of you sort of like get past them outside in time for the rain to start in the door of the chapel. It looks like there's Sister Jeffries. There's like a tall... Oh, that's Abraham. You met Abraham a while ago. Haven't seen him in a while. They're standing in the door to the chapel with Flossie. Oh, God. God damn it. This day can't get any worse. And lightning flashes through the sky and the clouds open up and rain comes down. Well, see, I can't believe you would set the cook's tent on fire like that. I can't believe you've done this. Thank you for listening to Roll to Metal. This was the first episode of Our Ladies of Safe Harbor, written by Sean Patrick Kane. Come on back next week for part two. And I think we can stop there for episode one. <laughs> I think so. When in doubt, blame Flossie. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. No, no, truly uh, it's on me. I. It could have just been that. I was... That it was perfect. I was, love her. Birdie's never going to help that. anyone ever again. I'm just saying. That was great. That was as perfectly as it could have. I feel... Yeah. Uh, I have Truly regrets. Train wreck. No, Jazz God, has no. regrets. It's uh, so Doris funny. doesn't have her. Doris is like, that turned out just fine. <laughs> we don't have to eat that. that anymore. That was too much parsley. <laughs> <laughs>